No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick, Eli Kabaron. Bears recap week 16. We're all back in the saddle. We haven't been here in a couple weeks. I had some things come up. Big Nick the Quick had some things come up, but we're all back in the saddle for week 16 recap. This is the last time we were together, fellas. Um... Last time all three of us were together, we were in the middle of a 6-10 losing streak. The whole world was crashing down. Fire everybody. That's where I was at. That's kind of still where I'm at, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, but now we're in a spot where we're at home next week against the, the, the arch rival Packers. Arch rival Packers. If we get a win, we're in. Um... There's another scenario very likely to happen where if essentially if the Rams beat the uh, the Cardinals at home in L.A. and they're coming off a loss at Seattle, we also get in. Big Nick the Quick, Eli Cabron. Let me start. Let me start with you, Eli. How are you feeling? Like where where are you? Are you happy? Are you sad? How do you feel about the situation in the Bears right now? It's an actual interesting spot. Yeah, my thoughts have, I mean, they've definitely changed since the last time we were all together, but my overall stance has not really shifted too much. The Bears have beaten the Texans. They've beaten the Vikings, right? Yeah, yeah and, then the, yeah, and yeah. Then the Jaguars. Like, they're, they're not really rolling together wins against great teams. I still don't think that this is a very good team, the Bears, that is. Um, and I don't, to be honest, I don't expect them to make the playoffs next week. I don't think that they can beat the Packers. And I just saw that Jared Goff broke his thumb, so that's going to hurt the Rams' chances uh, against Arizona. The Bears are uh, like allegedly, saying, yeah. The Bears are a very average team. We've been saying this all year. They don't do anything very well. Um, they they can beat up on bad teams, but they can't hang with good teams. And so we'll see if this new offense that they've they've been unveiling these last few weeks works against a, a talented team and and a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. But I'll I need to see it to believe it. Yeah, let's talk about before we get into the overarching long-term deal that is inevitably a conversation that needs to be had that no one wants to talk about just because they're ripping off wins and hanging up 30, 40 points on people. So it's like, no, for what? Long-term, let's just talk yeah. about us beating up on people, right? So we go into Jacksonville in a in a must-win spot if we want to keep the, the playoff run going. And we blow their doors off. We do what we have to do. Mitch looks shaky in a couple spots, but let's be serious. Jacksonville is one in fifteen, or one in fourteen now, and soon to be one in fifteen. They they've locked up the number one pick in the draft. They didn't have too too much to play for, if anything. Um. That being said, they did look solid. The offense seems to be cruising. Um. Big Nick, you, you don't seem to be too interested. You, you you're not even worried about the bear season at all. This is just like a. Is this just uh, just another week for us to just something to talk about? At least just tr- close the close the season on a high note. Well, let me start off by saying this because you, you reminded me of something, and it's something I was thinking of last night. 
It's yeah. not, not Bears related, but could you imagine being a New York Jets fan watching this entire season, right? Yeah. <laughs> knowing knowing that, hey, the light at the end of the tunnels, we're going to have that number one pick, man. We, we're, we're so bad. We can't do anything right after all this Adam Gase bullshit of who's calling the play calls and that press conference and this guy being a clown and trading all of our best players and just this debacle. For Habit in the fifth, 16th week of the season, you lose that number one pick and a generational talent in Trevor Lawrence, you're still going to end up with a really good pick, but you lose that number one pick after all this. Um, I, I just feel for the New York Jets fans, man. But shout out Sam Darnold. That might buy him another year at life because um, Trevor's not coming to town. So that was the first thing I thought about. Um, as far as the Bears go, look, man, I think Eli kind of said it. My thoughts on everything have kind of – I don't know if they've changed. I, I, I became indifferent to the season like three or four weeks ago, you know, if we're being completely honest, right? I think um, kind of similar to last year, when the Bears are like this, they break me at a certain point, and I just stop. I can't be emotionally invested because it's too much to deal with on a Sunday. Um, so I think, you know, that, that happened before the Lions game. I'm not sure which game it was, but um, I was just kind of done. With that being said, look, they've won three straight. Bears scored 140 points over their last four games. We're going to, worst case scenario, finish 8-8, eight and eight, right? So any talks of having one of these elite draft picks or these top 10 draft picks is already out the window. So at this point, we might as well go in there next week and get this win, right? I think to come this to this point where we're the only thing that stands between us and this playoff berth is winning this game next Sunday and knowing that if we lose it, it really doesn't change anything either way, right? It's not going to give us that much better of a draft pick. It's not going to seal Matt Nagy's fate. I think Pace's fate is probably sealed, but it's not going to seal Matt Nagy's fate. Um, so at this point, go out and win it. I mean, go out and win it. Go out and win the game. Go to the playoffs. Give us something that we can pull from the season and feel okay about. Give us another week of football. And I know that's not what you want to hear, Sean, because I know you want to lose as many games as possible. But unfortunately, that ship has sailed, right? So it's either go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Your draft status isn't going to change too much. Why come this far? Why do all that? You probably have a better shot at evaluating your future with one playoff game. Right, at least see what these guys are going to do in the playoff. Who shows up to play? You never know what could happen. I don't need, to. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, what's the point of losing next week, though? What's the no, point no, of losing look, next week and end of the season? No, I mean, look, really, you gain nothing. You know what? I a few weeks back, me and Kay Brown were talking, and I said my worst nightmare was for us to rip off three, four wins in a row and make the playoffs. Now, my worst nightmare is to rip off three wins lose and not make the playoffs because I don't think anything is going to change anyway. I think we're, we are the, 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 the storyline is so far down the tracks now that we've won three straight. Maybe we, we, we could have made the, the, uh, the play calling decision earlier in the year to have Nagy give that up to laser. And now I, I think honestly, we're to the point now where people believe in laser and now they're starting to believe in Michigan that no matter what happens next week, even if we lose a close game and play, uh, play a tough, a tough close game and we lose to green Bay, that's the worst nightmare because I think the narrative doesn't change at all. And we still go into next year with the same guys at the helm. So yeah, of course I want to make the playoffs now. Um, long-term this doesn't, nothing that I've seen in the last three weeks or four weeks or whatever it is, changes what needs to 
really happen if we want to be a contender in the NFC, a true contender in the NFC. Like, simple as that. Pace would have to go, Nagy would have to go, and we'd have to move on from Trubisky. Uh, the That trio doesn't win more than eight or nine games. With, without one of the best defenses in the league by a, quite some margin, that's producing... 90 90 turnovers in the, in, in the year that's that's where they win 10 games that that's that's where i'm at um but we know that already so i mean well, that's in, what I mean. in regards to next week so what would we want to happen i mean like you know are you what do you what do you ideally what do you want to see would you rather they just go ahead and miss out in the playoffs or would you rather they win this game like i said i i don't i think if we win they don't fire pace naggy and we get rid of trubisky if they lose we don't fire pace naggy and get rid of trubisky so it doesn't even matter so you might as well win so we might as well win yeah exactly. i mean that's, my point. That, yeah. that's what i'm saying like my worst nightmare was to to run off four straight wins and make the playoffs because i thought that would for sure seal that we would keep pace naggy and trubisky now i think we're keeping pace naggy and trubisky win or lose i think pace so, is out no chance i think pace is out absolutely no how, how? because i think i think that there is going to be a scapegoat for some of the issues that happened this season, and Matt Nagy is going to be able to point to his record. Mitch Trubisky is going to be able to point to the fact that there's no other fucking quarterback that you can bring in next year. And Ryan Pace is going to be kind of left holding that bag. He has to answer for the offensive line. He has to answer for Robert Quinn. Yeah, do hold on, hold on, hold on. He has to get fired. Yeah, that's so he not- gets fired. Yeah, but I think he gets fired. I think Ryan Pace gets fired. You think Mitch wants to come back though? Because Mitch is a free agent. I, we year. talked about this yesterday. I don't know where else Mitch goes that he has an opportunity to start next year better than Chicago. But I don't. I don't think Nagy and Mitch want to go another year with each other. I think they're both done. They with might each not other. have a choice though because right, Nagy's, Nagy's looking at Nick Foles, which we already know what that looks like. Right. And Mitch is looking at thirty-one other teams who don't need a starting quarterback who he cannot start for. He can start for the Chicago Bears next year. Sean and I talked about this yesterday. He can absolutely start for the Chicago Bears next year because they have no alternative. They're not going to go out and trade right. for another quarterback. You're not going to invest big money on another quarterback because he owes Foles $20 million next year, whether he's on the roster or not. So I think that Mitch Trubisky's best path, best path to starting and keeping his NFL career alive as far as a starter and being able to put out film, I think he submitted his resume of being a backup. If he wants to go be a backup, Absolutely, he can do that. If he really needs to get out of Chicago and really needs to get rid away from Matt Nagy, he can do that. But the kid wants to play. He's 25 yeah, years old. Yeah. He wants to play. The best opportunity for him to play is going to be in Chicago. The flip side is Matt Nagy. The only quarterback that he's going to have to play next year is Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know where we think this other quarterback is coming from. And I don't know where Sean thinks that this robust market for Mitch Trubisky is going to be that he can leave or get starter money somewhere else or even an opportunity. I don't think we're signing him to some huge money multi-year deal. Because there's really no precedent see, for that. Honestly, I don't think you outside can say, of Blake Bortles, no, they're not giving him long term money. No. I don't think. Hold on. Why not though? I don't think you could. I don't think Nick. I don't think you could say both of those things in the same sentence. What? You can't say the Bears have absolutely no choice but to to run Mitch back. They can't do anything. There's no market for him, et cetera, et cetera. But they're not going to give him a deal. So well, what, 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 what kind of deal? Do? I just want to yeah. know what kind of deal you see. 
I, I, I can truly see like a three-year, $50 million deal, 100%. So I'm looking at this right now because I was thinking about this this morning because we talked yesterday. So there's no precedent for what you're talking about. There actually is one. It's fucking Blake Bortles. A few <laughs> years ago, do you remember that year that Jacksonville went like 12? Blake Bortles have been horrible. Same story as Mitch. Super high draft pick. Could never get it right. Um, and he was in that last year of his deal. Jacksonville goes like 12 and 4. He's not great, but he's a game manager. Doesn't throw any interceptions. They signed him to a three-year, $54 million contract with $26 million guaranteed. He ends up sucking the next year, and they cut him a year after that. So this three-year deal that you're talking about is going to be a one-year deal. So even if it is a three-year deal, you're talking four and 80, 20-year average where he's got some significant guarantees, and he's going to be here for two, three years. That's not happening. But I don't I know see where Mitch, you see this contract. I see Mitch wanting to go the Ryan Tannehill route of being like, I'll go be someone's backup somewhere else some shaky starter and be waiting in the wings when they inevitably fail because I just don't think he wants to to be in the spotlight of Chicago anymore dealing with Matt Nagy's indifferent like Matt Nagy can't make up his mind on what offense he wants to run which quarterback he wants like I just think Mitch wants to be done with that I mean well, he, the best the best thing he could do is take this team to the playoffs and then walk off and make the Bears chase him with money to bring him back what quarterback has ever been looking at a starting gig and said, you know what, I'll go take the backup one? I, no, I just, I, he, yeah, it's just never happened. Right. But he would need assurances from Nagy that he's the starter because well, you know that Nagy doesn't want to play him. Yeah, but who's his alternative? Nick Foles, <laughs> Tyler Bray? Right. Yeah. That's draft draft pick number 18 that we get this year. I mean, like that, there is, that's what I'm saying. There's no alternative. You might be able to get one of these veterans. Okay. Maybe Dalton's available. I'm sure Cam Newton is very available. I'm good. Um, but what I'm saying is that. That's why Trubisky has leverage to get a, a decent looking deal, similar right. to the Bortles. I could even see him getting a deal like Teddy Bridgewater. That's crazy. Uh, That's yeah, crazy. I, I Teddy mean, Bridgewater it, it, stepped in for the Saints and went five and zero and played great. My man just went. He's he's just if he makes the playoffs, he'll have he'll have gone four in a row. He'll have won off four wins off the bench. And then they'll make the playoffs, and then he'll make – and then if he plays Teddy, decent Teddy, in the playoffs – Teddy Bridgewater is an exponentially better Teddy, quarterback than no, Mitch Teddy Bridgewater is whack. So is, so is Trubisky. They're both whack. All right? Let's be serious. So I, I can 100% see him getting a deal exactly like that. There's, zero, there's zero scenario that Mitch Trubisky signs a Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, let me ask you this. So, zero, because me, no, it just doesn't happen. Kevron, me and me and me and Nick talked about this yesterday. We 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 disagree because, but for for whatever reason, Nick seems to agree that the Bears have no. We we both agree that the Bears have no choice at quarterback and have to bring back Mitchell Trubisky. But in the same breath, he says, "Yeah, but give him six million dollars and tell him that this is all he can do." It's like he knows he knows the position that we're in, right? That's fine. Right, we boxed ourselves. The Bears have boxed themselves in, right? So let's not so, extending Mitch earlier. Yeah, so then let me ask you this, which was the right thing to do. So, I mean, yeah. we, we couldn't extend him at the time. So, if you're in Mitchell Trubisky's spot, like, you're saying you feel like he's just done with Nagy and doesn't want to doesn't want to play for Nagy anymore. His, but he, like, like, choice, he would not be in the spotlight of Chicago playing for a coach that actively doesn't want him in the lineup. I mean, maybe Nagy's thoughts have changed since they've gone on this role, but every opportunity he's had, he's looked to bench Mitchell Trubisky. It wasn't the quarterback that he wanted. And and Nagy has made it clear that he doesn't trust Mitch to evolve as a quarterback. And now we're seeing that he's playing better. But do you think Mitch wants to come back and, and do this again? Like, if he has any alternatives, I think he'd pursue them. 
but I'm saying he doesn't have any alternative. Right. Sean, I see what you're saying as far as like, oh yeah, well, if we need him, but that doesn't necessarily mean we need him to the tune of five years, a hundred million dollars or whatever you're talking about. They have to operate within some boundaries, right? So you say, hey, this is what we're looking at. This is how far we're willing to go with Mitch. But the fact of the matter is we're willing to go somewhere with Mitch, right? Six weeks ago, we might not have been going anywhere with Mitch at the end of the season. So I think that they probably are in a position where they're saying, yeah, this guy, he's probably our best opportunity to win right now because we cannot get anybody else. But that doesn't necessarily mean we got to give him the farm. I just I don't see where he's he's going out and getting a deal that he can hold up against the Bears and say, hey, look, this is what I got or this is what's available for me in free agency. We saw Dalton get a minimum contract. We saw Cam get a minimum contract. We saw Jameis get a minimum contract. These guys aren't out here getting multi-year deals. They're not there. Those are all better quarterbacks than Mitchell Trubisky. Well, those are all different situations, I think. Are they? Those guys yeah. were waiting for jobs. Cam got signed freaking three weeks ago. Yeah, Cam. He was Cam sitting around was, forever. Cam was coming off an injury. Okay. Jameis? Jameis threw 30 picks, but then he went to he went to New Orleans because he yeah he, he also threw five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't have but he didn't but he threw 30 picks. 30 touchdowns. He threw 30 picks though. No one's ever done that. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> he threw 30 picks. So no one was clamoring per se. But I, well, I mean I will I like say it. this after watching a Bruce Arians offense, I could understand how Jameis Winston those 30 picks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. So that guy's a clown. What type of deal do you think? K Baron would would be a fair, I guess, trade off or whatever you want to call it. I mean, two years, twelve million, so six a year with some incentives. See, but on. but why the fuck would I sign that if I'm Mitchell Trubisky? I laugh in their face. They 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 offer me two and twelve. Why why would I ever because even, your alternatives are backing up Russell Wilson or backing up. But, it's, but, but aren't you aren't you getting the same money to back like no? How, okay, Chase Dan, Chase Daniel got like three and a half million to be a backup, and that was like a big deal. Ch- didn't Chase Daniel just, just sign a know. crazy deal? It was like three and a half million, I think. Chase Daniels made the most money without ever like having a real job in the 30, NFL. Thirty-three million dollars. Yeah. I just don't know what the league's thoughts of Mitch are because here in Chicago we have a skewed perspective of thinking of him as the guy that should have been Watson or Mahomes. And he's always going to suffer from those comparisons. And he's labeled as a bust when he's, I think that's probably unfair to Mitch because he's considered the Sam Bowie of this equation when really he's a, he's been a solid quarterback that just hasn't gotten the chance really to develop and be better. I, I think it's an organizational failure why Mitch hasn't improved. And a lot of that's on Mitch, but a lot of that's also on the coaching staff, the receivers, the, the scheme that he was in, and these comparisons to the quarterbacks that were drafted behind him. If he goes somewhere else with a clean slate, Maybe he is the guy that we've seen the last few weeks that has some confidence, that makes some plays with his feet. I just I just don't know what the market is outside of Chicago or what the opinion of him outside of Chicago is. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't I don't really either, besides people just clowning and saying like right. well, this, know, is, he's whack. this is what Schefter just said. In the eyes of some NFL executive, Mitchell Trubisky has played some of the best football of his career and has made a case as to why Chicago would need to reconsider re-signing him. How, but <laughs> We still haven't. But is that coming? Is that, is that coming from uh, Mitchell Trubisky's agent? We have no clue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Too. Here's what I'll say, man. Um, regardless of who they played against, regardless of the situation, the kid has played well. Yeah. Um, there was clearly a lot of things in the season early on in the last few years that have been his fault. But I think that we all can sit here and agree that Matt Nagy has done him zero favors, and there has been a huge difference between the play calls that they've been giving him the last year and a half 
and the play calls they've been giving him the last four weeks, right? The play calls they've been giving him the last year and a half and the play calls they were giving him two years ago, right? Where you took the things that he did well and emphasized them and took the things that he didn't do well, reading a defense, and minimized them, right? And so I think that in this second iteration of him starting this year under laser, right? Um, dude, he's looked good. I mean, I'm not gonna, I can't sit up here and, be, and, and bash him it's for as much shit as we gave him, for as much shit as we gave him, as much shit as we piled on this kid for like two years. You have to give credit. All he's done is responded, right? All he can do is beat the teams that are in front of him, and he's right. done that. So I think he has earned the right. We were, ta- I was talking about six weeks ago. I don't think he can be a backup in the NFL because he's too dumb, right? So all he's done is, is earn the opportunity to extend his NFL career, win the ball games, and overcome adversity. I mean, we've got to talk about that, right? This dude was benched for Nick Foles. His quarterback, was, his coach was hanging him out to dry. Um, and he's overcome adversity and played well and has a chance to make it to the playoffs. So let's see what happens. I'm not with Sean that he's going to get a big money deal, but I could see, you know, like you said, K. Braun, a two-year deal, probably a little bit more than $12 million, but yeah. make it one of those ones that you can get out of it after one year. Hey, man, we're going to give you some cash when you sign this deal. But years two and three, they're real thin. You got to prove it. You know, and we talk another extension after that. Guys have done it. But I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see. I think, I think what you're missing is the whole prove it thing has been the last three or four weeks. Yeah. It's not going to be a pro- If I'm Mitchell Trubisky and I walk into that room with my agent, I, I lay out what just happened the last four weeks. And my leverage is you shouldn't have fucking benched me in the first place. Matt Nagy was calling some bullshit. Now you see it because as soon as I get an opportunity to play with laser, I'm filling it up, especially if they go and make some noise uh, next week at home against Green Bay. Like he's going to he's going to walk into the discussion like, bro, you you, I need 60 million dollars. Can I like, if y'all, if y'all want me to play quarterback here? Like y'all y'all first y'all ran me through the ringer. Y'all been talking shit about me for years. Y'all benched me after we hadn't lost a game yet in the mi- in the middle of the game. In the middle of the game. Then Nick Foles comes in and stinks does it up. And stinks it up. Matt Nagy obviously was the big was the problem. This th- this is what I'm saying. If I'm Trubisky, I also agent. think that you believe this too because you're saying it like you believe. Do you, it. Oh, do you think? Do. Mitch, yeah. Do you think Mitch would be playing well now if he had if he had just been the start of the whole way? Because yes. I think benching I think benching helped him. Yeah, hundred percent. Like well, that. The Nagy thing was massive. Yeah, that they needed their separation. You, you, you can't, you can't, you really can't. If you want to talk about the turning point of the season, it's hundred percent Matt Nagy giving up play calling duties. Without like question, a thousand percent. It's All that those blunders. I understand we had the commit play yesterday, and we've had some blunders over the last few weeks. But we're talking about in that in the middle of that six was it six games or seven game losing streak. Like some of the play calling, some of the decisions, some of the offensive play was so atrocious. It was so inexcusable. That 100% you put that on Nagy. And a lot of that is also on Nick Foles, which was a Nagy decision. I don't, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I don't, benching Trubisky in the moment, we all agreed with it. We were like, hey, man, there's a lot of plays that he's leaving out there. Where Nagy fucked up was not putting Trubisky back in after like two, three games of Foles and really seeing, man, this guy with our offensive line is a zero. He cannot move, and we can't protect him. You need someone in there who can at least make a play with his feet. That is where Nagy fucked up. If you're going to fire Nat, Nat, Matt Nagy, that is what you hold him to. Like, what were you watching that everybody yeah. else was, wasn't was wasn't seeing that made you keep Nick Foles in there? 
because there was no reason. I forget which game it was. Again, we have to go back through this terrible season that broke me. But there was games in there where it's like there's just no reason that Nick Foles should be playing quarterback. Right? It, I think the turning point was that Monday night game against the Vikings where the defense played well. They got a kick return for a touchdown, committed no penalties, yeah. and scored no points. Like, yeah. the offense could not do shit. And that's yeah. like, what is – there's one phase of the team that just doesn't show up to the game. Like, that's on the coach. Yeah, and he handles that team. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's your answer. That's what you answered to. So let me ask you this, Sean. If Trubisky, if we win next week and he comes out, and let's say we either A, win a playoff game, or B, he plays extremely well in that playoff game. I know that's your worst – that's like the that's like the double worst nightmare for you. But where are you personally if that happens? My, like, what would it take for you to be like, you know what, man? Like, fuck it. We, yeah, we, this is probably what we should do. Uh, if if never, I'm never. Lombardi. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Joe Flacco hot streak. <laughs> yeah, I guess if we ran off and won the Super Bowl, then yeah, I guess. But I, I that's not gonna happen. Um. And this is the other thing you're forgetting about this Trubisky contract thing. He has one of his biggest supporters in the world, and Ryan Pace is going to be in the room. He, Ryan Pace can't wait to offer him a contract. He, do you understand that, what I'm saying? Because that validates Ryan Pace then. Yes. He's, he can't wait to give him a contract. The problem is, and we've talked about this, it seems like, the whole season – if they win, if they win the next week and go to the playoffs and be competitive at Seattle or at New Orleans or at Green Bay the following week in the wild card round and lose, do they run it back next year with the same roster? Because then you're just looking at the same issues again in 2021. Listen, we are in it. That ship's already it's sailed. No man's land. Yeah, it's no. I think we're in no man's land. This oh. is what we talked about. This is what we talked. So, about. Hold right. on, Nick. Real quick. This is what we talked about three, four weeks ago. Uh, Cabron. I said my worst nightmare is we're going to rip off all these wins. We're going to go to the playoffs, and we're literally going to run back the exact same team that we have currently. We're going to bury a bunch of money into Allen Robinson, which would, wouldn't be a bad signing, but I, I still think we don't have a long-term quarterback. We we need to revamp the offensive line completely outside of white hair maybe, um, but that's what it is. Yeah, I think so – I think that ship has already sailed. I think if we go to Green Bay even and play semi-well or at home, I don't know why I keep saying at Green Bay, but if we play at home semi-well against Green Bay, I think Trubisky's going to walk in the, the office with his chest puffed out. He's going to get a new deal, and we're going to be in exactly the same spot we were, were earlier in the year. I, after I, after beating three nothing teams. Uh, there, there's a major difference between what you've been saying, which is bring back the three-headed monster of Nagy, Trubisky, and Pace and bring back this entire roster. I don't think there's any way that if you're Ryan Pace and you're halfway competent, you go into the offseason and not make the offensive no, no, line no, a priority. That, and winning games, roster, yeah. yeah, winning winning these games doesn't make a difference on how you approach your offensive line in the offseason. It doesn't make a difference on how you approach your defensive line in the offseason. It doesn't make a difference in how you approach the playmakers in the offseason. Those are still needs that the Bears are going to have. So I don't think that winning – it might bring those guys back, right? We're no, talking we've about talking, two different things. Yeah, but, but we've been roster, talking about – Trading full or not trading, sorry, trading Hicks, trading Fuller, trading those key guys. If you make the playoffs, you're not going to trade those key guys. You're going to think, oh, we can build on this. Like the offensive line, yes, has to be addressed, but it's yeah. those, those key players on both sides of the ball. Are you are you making moves? 
that that are looking towards the future or we, you make moves to look towards 2021 we weren't sure that that was going to happen either way though that no. was just what we were talking about yeah, I mean, the nfl we don't see trades happen like you would never see a team just go around and start fire fire sailing but um except for the dolphins last year i guess i mean but if the bears only if, have if, a few chips to play though like it's like they're stuck right. in this salary cap limbo <laughs> the only moves they have to escape it are trading kyle fuller or doing something that's seems Fair aggressive probably. that yeah trying to get rid of quinn and uh, Jimmy Graham, like they have to make some short-term losses to make long-term gains if that that's their goal. But if they think that they can win in the short term, then they're not going to do that. I mean, I still think that they address the offensive line, though. I yeah, mean, there's, there's, there's things that are glaring that they're going to address in the offseason. There's no way you can't. I mean, the offensive line has played a lot better since they made uh, – well, they pulled out – who's the guy I've been absolutely murdering all year? Rashad Coward. Like, oh, my God. That guy shouldn't even be allowed in fucking Lake Forest forever. <laughs> it's like it's the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen in my life. Um, literally. I've seen yeah. some bad ones. That guy fucking sucked. Well, he's um, not an offensive lineman. That's the problem. He's not an NFL football player. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely moves that they can make, and, you know, I think that they're going to address those. I don't necessarily trust Robert or not Robert Quinn. I'm sorry. What's the name? Ryan Pace to make the right moves. But I don't think that winning the playoffs or getting in the playoffs doesn't mean that we're not going to address the holes in this roster. And I don't think that not making the playoffs meant that we were going to start trading off pieces left and right. I think if we lost, <laughs> I think if we lost eight of our last nine or nine of our last 10 games, we were going to have, we were, they were, they, they should have fired everybody at that point in time. I, yeah. I mean, Honestly, bro, this is this reminds me so much of the Bulls when they went and got like uh Rondo and and uh Dwayne Wade. We're in complete limbo. We obviously have a very average football team. It's obvious, naggy. Listen, a guy a guy that doesn't call the offense or design it or do anything with it needs to be motivational like Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is the coach of the Steelers he because he is he is the elite of the elite motivator, rah-rah, keep people. I mean, he doesn't do that good of a job of keeping people in check, I guess. I, that's that's something that's not really talked about. But mm, Dude, listen, bro. He, had, we uh, talk, he handled that A.B. and Le'Veon Bell uh, in the same uh, locker room situation, bro, and they were winning ball games. And yeah, Big they, Ben. They, yeah. and, and Big Ben. Those are three characters. Yeah, but listen, AB was also live streaming from the locker room. Juju yeah. Smith is dancing on people's logos. So as much as as much as I think he's I a great coach, not stand. Uh, he doesn't have his discipline, I guess, or whatever, is not as locked as it as. Yeah. I think he lets people run wild a little bit. He lets them run wild and never have it a losing season as a head coach. Yeah. I mean, the Bears play hard for Nagy, and the Nagy's going to have three straight years of not having a losing season either. No, like, Mike Tomlin won eight games with Duck Hodges. I, I don't yeah, want to no, I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. Just, I'm not I, don't want, I don't want to hear it ever again, please. Yeah, I'm just Duck saying. Like, is even still playing Nagy, in the arena league. Yeah, so. Nagy. Nagy gets the guys to play hard, like. They 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 could have easily quit this year and they didn't. So you gotta you give him credit when he he earns it. But they did. Well, hold on. I think Nagy has his supporters, but I think Nagy 100 has his detractors in that locker room. Oh, You've been calling Kyle Long all year yeah. on Twitter. Long has just been burying this guy. Yes, hold burying on. Because, wait, because they, I mean, that stretch in the middle of the year, they I thought they 100 quit and could give yeah, a fuck, quit. could the care less quit. about what was going on. So I think it's. I think it's a little bit of both. I just don't under – I don't know, man. I the 
the long term, the long term outlook with just bringing Pace back and letting Nagy be the coach, and then signing Trubisky to a multi year deal doesn't do anything for me. No. And I think long term, it's just more mediocrity. That's I think this is where Bears. So th- there's like two divisions of Bears fans, right? One is like, be happy, man. We're winning games. We're about to make the playoffs. And then there's the other side that are trying to actually compete for the NFC title. And the other side that loves what's going on right now can't really see that and 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 what what's gonna happen in the future. I'm not I guess not that I can see what's happening gonna happen in the future, but I've seen enough of Pace, Nagy, and Trubisky to know that they're never gonna scare anybody, especially when you're in the same division as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but you also need to be realistic about what the situation is right now. And like, while it, all that sounds great and like this is what we should do, those moves aren't there to be made. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, there's, there's only so much that we can do, so we have to live in the reality. And again, bring them yeah, in. So win, year, so, this is the reality, the best yeah, situation that we can so, do. So win seven games every year till we die, and then that's it. That's what we'll do. That's our fate. That, like, that's our like. That seems to be our fate. Like that's what yeah, it is. Well, let's do bottom out. The, that's all. Well, and you could still bottom out and be like Miami. And did Miami actually make the right decision? Did they get the best quarterback out of that draft? I don't think so. So it's, it's an exact science. I mean, they threw away that entire year. They obviously rebuilt their defense. But is Tua where are we at with Tua? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, going the playoffs, they're going to the playoffs and they have the number three pick in the draft because they worked with the Texans, who are idiots. Yeah, that's a great deal. That's <laughs> fucking, but that's what I'm saying. What a, what a move. But that's what you do when you when you start giving up your assets. You give up Tunzel. You get they do have that Texans first round pick. What a fucking awful trade for the Texans. <laughs> you get see. I, I, I guess I, no. They needed a left tackle though. They, they really tackle. they really need. Yeah, they, Watson was getting killed. It was, it was a dumb trade. It was a dumb trade. You can't justify it. What was the do we do we? And they, they made Tunzel the highest paid lineman in the NFL too. They, yeah, they agreed to the deal without ever like working out the contract. Hold on, I'll look it up. Texas. Yeah, then I, then I think he waxed them in the offseason. Was like, hey, you guys get up a first for me, so you got to pay me. Oh, that, that was that, leverage. Uh, that was leverage. <laughs> he was walked like, in like, hey, sounds <laughs> like Khalil Mack. Yeah. No, but yeah, it was like Khalil Mack, except the Bears worked out an extension with Khalil Mack before, before they agreed the to the trade. Yeah. So the Texans got Tunsil, and then Tunsil walked in, and was like, you have to give me all the money, or else you've just thrown away two first round yeah. picks for nothing. Same, same thing Jalen Ramsey did. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey got traded with no deal, and then it's like, yeah. hey. They're playing checkers over here while the Dolphins are playing chess. Yeah. Well, Ramsey and Tunzel are good, though. So, uh, Tunzel, I mean, Ramsey's do, good. Tunzel's okay. how is a how, how much is a franchise left tackle helping the Texans this year when they have no playmakers on defense? Have, I'll yeah. never be against signing offensive linemen because we've seen the other side of that. Oh, but, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I don't think Tunzel's he's, – he's good, but, yeah. Let's talk about – Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. It was Tunzel and Kenny Stills for two first-round picks. Jesus. Yeah, wow. Bill O'Brien is fucking brutal. That guy should never be allowed anywhere near the shield. I think he. he that did, Matt I, Penn think, State. I, I, this is probably a hot take, but I think he's actually an okay coach. But he th- he can't be running the front office and coaching at the same time. Hey, I'm gonna send you a video after we get off today. It's last year's Chiefs Texans playoff game. I want you <laughs> to watch it. No, I'm serious. I want you to watch it. Then please re- repeat that statement next yeah, time on the podcast. Well, I think he just had too much going on. Man. No, it was the worst coached game. It was the worst coached game I've ever seen in the NFL. It was really bad, but they had he, no chance. Anyway. He, he freaking punted. 
I mean, they had a chance. They were up twenty-four to nothing. In the yeah, they're up quarter. twenty-four to nothing. You're at <laughs> a fake. You're at a fake punt up twenty-four to nothing in the second quarter. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the game next week. So we're at home against Green Bay. Can we beat those guys, or do we need to worry more about the Rams taking care of the Cardinals and then us sneaking in? How much the does Rodgers play? Rod, they're trying to lock up the one. Rodgers is going to play. Full go, and he's trying to lock up the MVP. So, and he likes to beat the Bears. Yeah, yeah. No, he he he's gonna be <clears throat> fully loaded. How do you see the game going next week? What do what do we got to do? We should rely on the fucking Rams. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that the Bears have gotten better since they played the Packers a couple weeks ago, but I don't think they're at Green Bay's level. Um, it, it helps that they have a we have a running game now. Montgomery actually snapped against the Packers last time, and that's kind of what sparked all this. But they just. I just don't see them containing Rodgers and Adams and Aaron Jones. The defense has been so-so the last few weeks, it, to be honest. Like, they haven't been as aggressive and as well-rounded as they were earlier in the year. Um, they struggled actually a little bit last last or yesterday against Mike Lennon. So look at Rodgers. I, I just don't have confidence that the Bears can win a must-win game against Green Bay. We've seen it too many times in our life of this not going our way. So, I mean, I think our faith is in the Rams' hands as opposed to the Bears taking care of business themselves. Yes, how you feel the same way, Quick? Ditto. Yep, 100%. Uh, I never feel good going against the Packers. Never have, never will. Doesn't matter who they got back there. Doesn't matter the situation. Doesn't matter if it's a good Packers team or a bad one. Um, I never feel good about that. So, yeah, I think we got to rely on the Rams. Luckily, Cliff Kingsbury is a bad head coach. Um, so, it's a good chance the Rams can ha- take care of business against the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, talk to me about this golf broken thumb when we were on that broke, uh, K-Baron. Yeah, He's they a- said. Yeah, I'm just looking at Who's the yeah, backup? And who's and the backup in saying that they broke his Oh, isn't it? Uh, oh man, it's on his throwing hand. He will wait to see how the thumb is after swelling goes down, but it's unlikely he'll play next Sunday versus Arizona. Could be well, could be could well be a season-ending injury. Case, we'll Case Keenum, isn't it Case Keenum? Is Case uh, the backup? I hope John, not. Oh, John. Or I hope so. He's solid. John Wolf. Who is the Rams? Is it Keenum <laughs> in Cleveland? Isn't he? Yeah, I think it's John Wolford. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Who that's the good. fuck is John Wolford? That's not good. <laughs> he didn't even First. sound like a quarterback. <laughs> Hold on, let's let's. John Wolford played football at Wake Forest. Oh God. Oh, he's a running quarterback then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anytime you can get a quarterback from a basketball school, you got to do it. Look, either way, he I think- last played for the Arizona Hotshots in the oh, Alliance man. of American Football, which or oh, yeah, the AAF, which lasted half a season. And he threw seven seven picks there. <laughs> yeah, if you're, throwing, <laughs> if you're throwing seven picks there, then hey, so we're our basically our fate he is in the hands of John Wolford. He went from playing for the Arizona Hotshots to playing against the Arizona Cardinals in a must-win game for the Rams. Great. The the Cardinals have looked super shaky. Kyler has, I guess. I think Kyler's been covering up Kingsbury, I guess. I've been trying to tell you about Cliff. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you about Cliff. Good old Cliff. Cliff sucks. Well, I mean, we knew that when he got He hired. makes Bill O'Brien look like a good coach. No, it, was, is the well, it was just like, At least Bill O'Brien moved DeAndre Hopkins around. He they they keep DeAndre on the left side of the field every time. Like it just it just makes I, sense. I think that Bill O'Brien should be indicted. <laughs> He said, "Brought on charges." Yeah, several, several <laughs> fronts for the things that he's done over the last couple of years. He's like a Rico case on Bill O'Brien. Racketeering. Yeah, like racketeering. It's criminal crimes against humanity. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with Green Bay, right? I think um, I think the last time we beat Green Bay in a meaningful game, I was at the game. It was to win the division. What was that? Two years ago when we went eleven yeah. five, so or twelve and four. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's the best team in the NFC. I'll say this: I, I don't think I don't think that we have to rely. If we have to rely on one unit for one game, I'm going to pick the defense. For sure. And I, and I think that that's who's going to need to show up and slow those boys down. And I think we have a shot to do that. And Green Bay's defense is soft enough that we could have a shot to win. I think that game is closer than maybe some folks will. But there's one thing about Green Bay is if you fall behind – they just roll you over. Like they don't slow down. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers give up a lead at uh or he I mean, we're playing in Chicago, but like at Lambo, like last night, they got up ten points. Shit, game is over, dog. Like he's just gonna put the pressure on you anytime he needs to. Um them trying to lock up the one and him trying to lock up the MVP is not the best combination. But like you said, I think if we can I, – I where we're at now, I'd much rather sneak in the playoffs than not. But I, I still think the overarching issue is that we're in a really bad spot. We're going to bring back a lot of the same players and a lot of the front office and coaches, and we, ha- we have an issue. So I mean, we, I should mention, like we've talked about this all year, the, the McCaskey family values these games against Green Bay more than anything else. That this their whole livelihood is based on the Bears Packers rivalry. So if the Bears go out and get embarrassed in a game that they have to win to make the playoffs against the Packers, that's where you might see heads roll and changes made in the front office or on the coaching staff because they don't accept that. And that's where Mark Trestman's fate was sealed. That's where Lovey Smith's fate was sealed against the Packers. And so we'll see what happens on Sunday. But a bad game for the Bears could mean changes for the team overall. Interesting. Okay. That's interesting because I, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because in my eyes, if, if you're like, if for example, you hop, say you're Virginia McCaskey and you open up Twitter and just to get like the, the I, want bottom, you to, I want you to re-say that statement. <laughs> Pretend you're Virginia McCaskey and you open up Twitter. Virginia McCaskey, <laughs> Virginia McCaskey opens up Twitter and she's scrolling through just to kind of get the heartbeat of of the of yeah, she follows. I don't know, man. She's trying to get trying to get a heartbeat. Is that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> that was but if she if she's looking at, and trying to to get a feel for what Bears fans are talking about, I would she I would you look through the the conversations and it's like people are pretty happy. I don't uh, really. Yeah, I I think <laughs> I think a majority of I think I'm the minority where I'm looking at the, this situation as a negative overall for the franchise, and a lot of people aren't. They're happy, and Mitch is. I disagree. I don't think well. looking at this as a negative. I don't I think, think it's, I don't think it's a minority. Positive. If you think I'm looking at it as a positive, I think you're you're mis you're mistaking what I'm saying here. I don't. I'm not looking at it as a positive. It just is what it is. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of happy positive bears fans way more positive than i am i think i'm the minority and i think people are like hey we're scoring 30 plus points a game now we have a chance to make the playoffs and yeah we made a mistake by benching trubisky and not not giving up 
play calling earlier, but we've made that change now, and this looks like a solid football team. I think that's a majority of the the narrative. And I think that's incorrect, and I think Pace can go, and I think Nagy can go, and I think Trubisky is a backup quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I'm not going to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy that focuses on every negative thing, but, like, there was a couple plays in the other day where he – or yesterday where he looked like, yo, what the fuck is – what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, he's still right? making some boneheads. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that interception in the red zone was fucking oh, brutal. Well, the interception was brutal, and then there was another play in the third where they dropped the pick. So, like, it's – I mean – He's just I, – I don't need to see another full season of Mitch Trubisky to be like, yo, this dude's an average quarterback, and I don't want to be an average football team anymore. We're literally an average football team every single year. So that's yeah. where I'm at. So am I rooting for them? Yes, of course. I want them to win. I When the game starts, no matter the situation that we're in, I still want them to go out there and get a W. But that doesn't change the, the long term – all, the GM for the Chicago Bears long term can't be ma- uh, Ryan Pace if we want to win some shit. That's simple as that. That's blow, that's yeah. Blow, blow up Virginia's Twitter and tell her that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, have to, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to tweet her. But uh, <laughs> but that's it, man. It's interesting. I think this even makes it more interesting that golf is gonna be out because the Bears now it. We had a really, really good shot of making the playoffs and losing on Sunday. With golf out, that makes it a lot more difficult. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Any last, any last comments, Kevron? Big Nick, quick. Uh, I mean, I, I, I wish there were fans there on Sunday. I, w- I wish that there was going to be a sold-out Soldier Field to greet the Packers, but it's going to be an empty stadium, and I don't think that bodes well for the Bears. I, did I had I had the I had the full screen to open up. I didn't see some of these comments. Shout out Chicken with Yams. <laughs> I love that name, Chicken with Yams. He said everybody's coming back. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. I'm yeah, the the I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Bears at home against the Packers Sunday. Win and you're in. You know the last hey, I was at the I was think I was at the I was I've been at some big Packer winning your end games. I was at the uh I was at the the roll left Cobb over the top game where we lost. We went and we're in that game too. Yeah, that was a brutal one. It was freezing. We had a lot of fun though. Um so we we've seen this movie before. It would uh and I could see Rogers trying to bury us. Jordan loves not playing on Sunday. That's funny. Yeah. So that was like so Chicken Williams said Jordan Jordan Love beats Trubisky everybody getting next. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, it'd be the most Bears thing to lose to the Jaguars yesterday and blow their chance. No, no, no. The most Bears thing would have been beat the Jaguars like they did. And then next week, if the the Packers had nothing to play for, Jordan Love comes in, destroys us, kills our playoff chances, and now we're looking at another decade of a Packers franchise quarterback that's just gonna kill us. So I'm glad it's not that, I guess. It's gonna be it's gonna be the enemy we know as opposed to someone new that can haunt us. You're right. So five t- five years from now, Jordan Love comes out and he's a motherfucking problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that would be. I guess, I guess like, that oh, would be. Yeah, that would be. And he's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They get, they get another. They get another fucking thirty years of quarterback years. play. It's okay. They only win one Super Bowl if they have another thirty years of elite quarterback play. That's the hidden secret right. about the Packers. 50 years of elite quarterback play, and the boys got two Super Bowls. Yeah, they got two, though. Two. Yeah, that's great. 
They got two. Should have eight. They should have a few more. They, no, yeah. hey, Mike McCarthy. Talk about being indicted. Dude, no one should yeah. be indicted more than Mike McCarthy. I was about to say that's a conversation <laughs> off season, but we could talk about the worst coaches. Uh, Bill O'Brien's on Mount Rushmore, but I don't think. No, I don't know. If Mike, Mike McCarthy wasted uh, Aaron Rodgers' complete prime. He's so bad. Criminal. Criminal. What they did to Rodgers' prime with that with that organization. Hey man, McCarthy didn't pick a quarterback this year though. No, he didn't. But was... honestly, Rodgers let them off nicely with that. I would have been. Yeah. I, I would. I would. You don't know what he's saying behind the scenes. He doesn't say a lot, so he could be behind the scenes in their office every day, like y'all stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, man, he let those boys off easy for that. Oh man. my god, I can't believe they drafted that guy. You want to talk about Devonte Adams being unguardable now? Can you imagine if there was someone else that was like a somewhat of a threat? I mean, yeah. He, these guys, Vantes Scantling, he's like making into a threat, I guess. But imagine if they had like a Mooney or somebody like that in that position. You know what I mean? Like there were still quality receivers for them to take. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be ugly. That is ugly. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Bears week 16 recap is in the books. That's three straight W's winning your in at home against Green Bay for big, for big Nick the Quick, Eli Cabron. I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. We're here. Bear down. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bear down.